Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Julie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. You should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to JolieCare at gmail.com. Uh, you guys, I am on my own today. Um, my guest uh, got the time of our recording session totally wrong. And I would have waited for her to come, but I also am suffering from a like really, really, really serious back injury right now. I am in so much pain. Um, and I just was like, I can't even sit around and wait. I'm just going to record this episode on my own. Um, and I'm going to tell the people what happened with the scheduling thing. Um, I don't know what has been going on with the scheduling, you guys. I am having a, such a bad run of luck with it and it's making me freaking crazy um but i also didn't want to just not do another episode because i had so so many reruns in april um but i mentioned the back thing to say that like if i don't sound totally like myself it's because i am like not totally myself at all i am in so much pain it is hard to even describe how excruciating this back thing is um, but i am here in the studio and i had an episode planned um i'm gonna just like make a few little adjustments and change what the plan was. So the plan was for today that Megan Collins, who writes, um, runs the site Style Girlfriend and writes the Style Girlfriend column for the inventory where I write uh, five neat things and ask a clean person. Um, and she's been on the show before. She and I are actually teaming up for the whole month of May on the inventory and we're doing all, we're doing all of our columns together um, in tandem playing off each other. And the first uh, set of columns that we did was all about wedding wear and suits specifically. Um, and so she was going to come in today and we were going to talk about wedding suits. Uh, she was going to talk about basically breaking down, um, what dress code means vis-a-vis wearing suits at weddings. Um, so everything from like, if the dress code says casual, if it says cocktail or semi-formal, if it says festive, what does that all mean? And what suit should you wear? I will have Megan come back in another time and we will talk about all that stuff because I think it's actually really, really helpful. Um, and one thing that I realized this morning when I was getting ready for the show was that it actually is no longer really just a male concern because so many women um, are wearing suits these days, especially to weddings. It's a thing I've noticed in my own life. Um, and I love it. And I think it's great. But it means that women are increasingly going to have to be facing a lot of the same male dress code issues that um, weddings have and also the same kind of suit care issues that men typically uh, have been facing after they've gone to like, you know, say they're like best friend from high school's wedding. So um, I'm going to skip over that part because obviously I'm not 
really an expert in um, in wedding dress code stuff. I know some some stuff about it. But what we were also going to do in the second segment um, that I am going to focus on for today was I was going to talk about suit care. Um, and so that's what I'm going to do. And I actually have like a really funny story um, that comes from one of the friends of the Queen cast. You guys will recognize his name when I start telling you. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I just want to say, you know, I'm sorry that uh, this this episode is going to be a little weird because it's, it's I just had to like pivot um, on the fly a little bit. Um, but hopefully it'll be really good and helpful. Uh, before I get into it, I want to remind you guys that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show and listen to Chip Chat by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash ask a clean person to help support my show. We uh, we still have a bunch more um, patrons to thank. So I'm going to run through another set of names. There are still more after this, but I don't want to like turn this into a show where we just recite names. Although that might be an interesting podcast. Um, so, okay, we've got a uh, big thank you to going out to Jennifer Gorn, Chris Nash, Samantha McGinnis, Angie Power, Mike Hilmecki. He was a 269. Actually, the next th- three people are 269, the nicest patrons. So Mike Hilmecki, Monica L. Kraus, and Megan Haley are all 269, the nicest patrons. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you also to Kate Lindsay, Amy Burke, and Jen Hybert. Um, so you guys, thank you so much for supporting my show. As I said, if you want to support my show, even if you don't want to listen to the bonus episodes, if you want to just like throw me a tip, little money to say thank you for all of the help that I provide here on Ask a Clean Person, the podcast, you can go over to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and um, toss me a little money. It's only $2 a month, you guys. And the bonus episodes are really fun. Um, I've got some updates today. Uh, and I will be doing a chip chat. I have actually a, a, one of the one of the gals who works at our ACAST is going to join me in the studio for chip chat. So we'll have a proper bonus episode today. One other thing you guys can do that is like super, super, super helpful for me um, is if you can go over to iTunes and smash that five star rating button that those are so, so big. Um, it's also really, really helpful if you not only tell your friends to listen to my show, but like physically take their phones from them. And subscribe them to the show. Just do it. They'll 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 be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. I'll be really glad you did. So go ahead and do that. It's really really a big help to me. Um, alrighty. So let's talk about um, clean, cleaning suits. The, the cleaning of suits. Um, first of all, I actually want to say something that came up when I was leaving the studio last week with Dan Osowitz. He and I, I forget how we even got talking about this, but like other than, of course, we were talking about this. Um, he and I were talking about the importance of tailoring and how so many men in particular, but a lot of women too, don't think to take clothes to the tailor and what an incredible difference it can make in how you look and feel in clothes, especially in formal wear um, or not not even strictly formal wear, but like dressier wear. Um and how inexpensive it relatively is to get things tailored. Um, so that was one of the things that I plan to talk to Megan about. But I wanted to mention it because um, I think it's really helpful as we're sort of heading into this is the beginning of May, heading into wedding season. You know, take the time to go get those pants hemmed, to get a jacket taken in, to get if you're if you're a woman and you're wearing something that has straps, to get the straps 
taken up if they don't fit nothing i have like tiny little bird shoulders and so everything is constantly slipping off me and it's so annoying when i'm at an event and i have you know a strap slipping off me and those are things that a tailor can do there's really not very much money at all um and it does make a big difference in how something looks and more importantly how it feels on you um okay with that said let us talk about cleaning suits. So now here's the thing. Most people take their suits to the dry cleaner and that's fine. I'm not here to take your dry cleaner away from you. I I, I love a dry cleaner and I'm going to tell you something about the dry cleaner. The dry cleaner really, really, really shines when it comes to stain removal. Solvent-based cleaning, which is what dry cleaning is. So dry, dry cleaning is solvent-based versus wet cleaning, which is what happens in your washing machine, right? There's water going in. We just don't call it wet cleaning. Um, and so a lot of people are like, well, what does dry cleaning even mean? It means solvent-based. It means that they're not using water to clean the clothes. Solvents are great on stains, which means that dry cleaning, generally speaking, for all kinds of garments is really going to be the easiest and possibly also the best way to get stains out of a garment. But it's not the only way. The other thing to know about dry cleaning, and this is really, really important, is that dry cleaning is not especially good on odor removal. So if the problem with your suit or a- anything else, really. But, you know, today we're talking about suits. So just, you know, y- use your imagination and apply it to other garments. Um, if the problem with your suit is that it has retained an odor, like if you have been at a wedding and everyone was smoking cigars and maybe it smells like an ashtray the next day, um, dry cleaning may not actually be the best option for cleaning that suit. So I have... Basically, four four different things that you can do to a suit to avoid going to the dry cleaner if you want to avoid going to the dry cleaner. And going to the dry cleaner is fine. Just know that it's not great in all situations and also that generally speaking, suits shouldn't be overly dry cleaned. Um, if you are, one other thing to know about the dry cleaner is if you are taking a suit in, even if, say, the jacket isn't soiled, but the pants are, still take them together. Um, You always want to have the two pieces cleaned at the same time because what will happen is over time, if you don't, one will start looking um, more worn than the other because of the cleaning. So uh, with that said, here's how you clean a suit if you don't want to go to the dry cleaner. And it's so easy. It's going to take some time, um, but not actually that much time. Um, And it's going to take some effort, but honestly, not that much effort. And I know that a lot of people really hate going to the dry cleaner because they find it to be just a real hassle. They find it to be a hassle to remember to go. They even more find it a hassle to remember to pick up the dry cleaning. Oftentimes you get to the dry cleaner, dry cleaners and they're closed already. There, I believe, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm so not this kind of girl who makes these references, but I believe that there was a Sex in the City episode about this. Uh, if there was and you remember it, please let me know. I, I'm not going to go back and rewatch Sex in the City to, to prove this. Um, okay, so here are, here are the four things um, in order that you would do to clean a suit after you've worn it, before you put it back in your closet, and then take it out again to wear to the next the next wedding, let's say. Spot treating, steaming, brushing, and hanging. 
And I'm going to go through the details of what I mean by all of these and give you really detailed instructions. But that's the order that you would do these things in. Um, so the first thing is spot treating. And I know I talk a lot about spot treating on this show. You can use a lot of things to spot treat. You can use liquid laundry detergent that you've diluted in a bit of water. The best way I find to do this for, um, for smaller jobs is to take the cap of the liquid laundry detergent, pour about, um, maybe three or so drops just, just to just cover the bottom of the cap, but no higher than that. Um, and then fill it almost, fill it almost the rest of the way up, not entirely the way up, about three quarters of the way up with water. That's a, that's a really easy way to just do a quick diluted laundry detergent sipped for yourself. Uh, you can also spot treat using, um, any one of your pretreatments. I find shout is particularly good when we're talking about suits because a lot of times, the um, stains that we've gotten on suits are food-based stains. And shout is very, very good on food-based stains. The other kind of stain that we often get on our suits, especially down around the hem, are grass and dirt. And you guys remember me saying that those are protein stains, that, that mud is the jizz of the earth. Um, and so for that, you would want to use one of your enzymes, your Zout, your crud cutter sports stain remover, any one of those. Um, there are, of course, other common stains that happen with suits. And one of them, because of the nature oftentimes of when and where we're wearing these, is red wine, in which case wine away is very, very, very good as a stain remover. The other thing you can use in a roll pinch is diluted dish soap. Just like you would dilute lo- liquid laundry detergent, you can use diluted dish soap. The actual technique of spot treating is what's much more important than the than the sort of the agent that you use the cleaning agent that you use and so here's what you're going to do you're going to use a light colored rag i like a white washcloth for this you guys know i love a white washcloth for a lot of things i think it's a really really good tool for this particular job but like a light colored dish rag would be great too you want to use something light colored because you don't want the dye from whatever rag you're using to potentially bleed off onto your suit. This becomes especially important if you're talking about a light colored suit, like a tan colored suit, um, which are very popular to wear, especially at summer weddings and destination weddings. Uh, you definitely do- don't use like your red dish rag for spot treating your, your tan suit, please. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to dip, you're going to dip your rag in just like the corner of the rag and then you're going to wring it out. This should be a damp, not wet operation. I don't think I've said damp, not wet in a long time on the show, but you guys know I'm always banging on about damp, not wet, damp, not wet. Um, that is really, really important to that. And actually one way I, I, I realized that I could, um, I could tell you guys exactly what I mean by damp, not wet is if you think about a shout wipe, which I'm going to talk about shout wipes in a minute. Um, if you think about the relative moisture level of a shout wipe, that's the relative moisture level you want to go for with your spot treating rag. Okay. So I think that's, I think that's like a helpful, actually like tactile, um, thing that you can apply in your own life to understand what I mean when I say damp, not wet. So uh, you're going to dip your rag and you're going to wring it out. So that is damp, not wet. And you're just going to start scrubbing at any soiled stain, soiled spots of the suit. Now, one thing to know about this is you want to work in the direction of the fibers, only one direction. What that's going to do is help to prevent um, felting and pilling, which is when the fabric basically becomes abraded um, and starts to look 
sort of worn out. Um, so only work in the direction of the fabric. And it's going to take a few passes. It's going to take some patience. That's fine. You can be patient with this. Um, I find that it's best to lay a garment out on a flat surface, like a, like a kitchen table is perfect for this. Um, this is also a good time to like put on a podcast, put on Ask a Clean Person the podcast, and, um, you know, just, just be doing something else where you're kind of like just wiping, wiping, wiping away at your suit. Um, and that's really all you need to do for spot treating that. That's it. Um, once it's been spot treated, then you can go ahead and you can steam the suit. So now what steaming the suit is going to do is two separate things. And these are functions that usually um, we, we're, we're hoping to get from the dry cleaner, right? We want the stains to come out. But I've just told you how to get the stains out yourself. And the other thing is we want that nice pressed look um, that you get from the dry cleaner, the thing is that that steaming at home will do that the dry cleaner won't is that steaming at home is also an odor eliminator. Steam will freshen up a suit. So again, if you if you've got that, you know, that suit that you were smoking stogies in um, and it really, really smells, you're you're better off hanging it up, giving it a good steaming and just letting it air out, um, preferably near. I, I know this sounds facile, but I really mean it. It doesn't work. Preferably near an open window. Um, a fan can help, but steam will kill odors. If it's very, very strong, like in the case of the stogies, you can also fill the steamer with diluted white vinegar or diluted vodka, which will add an extra level of odor elimination to the steaming process. So to steam a garment, what you basically want to do is you want to hang it up and, um, if it's a suit that's made of any kind of fabric that doesn't especially love water, and th- this is now a little bit more geared towards women. Um, I've seen a lot of women wearing s- silk and satin suits for weddings, and they look beautiful. Um, but those fabrics don't super love water. And so um, you run the risk with a steamer of getting some of the drops of steam from the actual steamer on the garment. Turn the garment inside out to steam it. That's always very, very helpful. Um, but basically to steam it, you just hang it up and, you know, just work up and down with the steamer. Um, you want to keep the steamer at a bit of a distance from the suit, you know, maybe an inch or two. So, again, the water doesn't collect directly on the suit. Um, and that's really all there is to it. It's a little bit of um, I, I find steaming to, I mean, to be completely blunt with you, I find steaming to be a little bit tedious, certainly not as tedious as ironing. One thing to note about ironing, especially a wool suit, is that you pretty much want to avoid doing it because the heat from an iron can cause um, can cause wool to, to get that shiny, those shiny patches. It's just a little bit too harsh. One way to avoid that is to put a cloth down, a damp cloth down on the fabric before you put the plate of the iron down. But at that point, you're basically just steaming and you might as well just hang the thing up and steam it with using a steamer. Um, so one thing to say about steamers, if you don't already have one and you're in the market to get one is that there are basically two different ways that you can go. Um, you can buy a travel, a small travel steamer. There's a brand, um, it's, it's called, it's the Joy Mangiano. It's like, she's like the QVC lady, uh, or HSN. I don't know which one. Sorry. Um, uh, it's called my little steamer. That's the one that like Every like product recommendation site recommends it's the one that like every 
like fashion blogger recommends. It's actually the one that I recommend. Um, those are really great. It's about $20. It's really, really small. It's lightweight, so you can pack it up super easily. If you don't do a lot of steaming at home normally, but you do know that you travel a lot and you'd want a little steamer, that's the one to get. That's actually that's absolutely going to be perfect for you. But if you do a lot of steaming at home, you might want to consider getting a standing steamer, a full-size one. Conair makes a really good one. It's about $130 range. Um, it just is a lot easier. You can cover a lot more um, area a lot faster. And it's and it's a little bit more powerful than those little handheld um, travel ones. So just two options for you. If you're in the market for a steamer, based on what your needs might be, those are two that I would really recommend. Um, I actually used to have the, con- the full-size Conair one, and then I got a travel steamer, um, and I realized that I didn't need the the duplication in my apartment so small that I was like, I'm just going to get rid of the full size one. I gave it to a friend. She loves it. Um, so that, that was really great. So on that note, this is actually a good time for me to uh, take a quick break and I will be right back and I'll talk to you about brushing a suit and hanging a suit. And I will tell you this, uh, this funny little story about a friend of the clean cast and his, and his wedding suit. This is ask a clean person, the podcast. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and I'm here all by myself in excruciating pain with a very bad back, talking about suits. <sighs> you guys, I'm so sorry about this episode, um, but at least I have something funny to share now. Um, so last fall, friend of the clean cast, Michael Golds, my beloved Michael Golds, um, was at a wedding with other friend of the clean cast, Tim Herrera. And um, I get a text on Sunday evening. They're on their way back. And this is, this is what Michael had to say to me. Thought of you many times this weekend when I had to trudge through mud at this wedding and then my boss narrowly avoided dousing me in red wine. And I replied, I'm honestly so touched. Thank you. <laughs> so... I told you know we went we went on um, and I said I was like you know look I can for sure help you with the mud triage just holler if you need me and you know the good news here is that mud is actually best handled a day or two later though by that I don't mean a week or two later I do mean a day or two later and we're going to talk a little bit more about that um, and um, so yeah so he was like he was like it was actually like the suit was due up to um, to be dry cleaned anyway and so i'm just gonna drop it off and i was like oh that's fine totally and i was like one one thing to say about that though just in case you guys don't know this because i at some point i learned this so like i wasn't born with this knowledge um but i also don't know if everybody knows this um if everyone knows this i'm so sorry but if you don't okay i'm gonna tell you um when you take something to the dry cleaner that's been stained point the stain out to them they'll put little flags on it and they'll be sure to do like an extra level of stain treatment. They'll also check the garment when it comes out of its first pass. And if there's any lingering stains around those areas that you flagged, they'll redo it. So that's why it's really important to flag those stains for them. I mean, they'll check the garments, but like they're not going to check the garments in the way that you check the garments. So definitely point out any staining. Um, And this is especially true if you're talking about um, mud around the hem 
of pants, which happens often. Although I already told you guys, you can definitely spot treat that all on your own, no problem, using one of your enzymes and that spot treating technique that I described. Now, here is one other thing to know about. Clothes brushes. We talked about clothes brushes last week when Caroline and Dan were here because we were talking about the cat hair stitch. Clothes brushes are actually a really great thing to get. Some of them can be, you guys, no joke, wildly expensive, like crazy, crazy, crazy expensive. You do not need to spend a lot of money on these at all, though. There are very, very good natural bristle clothes brush clothes brushes that you can get for $10 on Amazon. Um, I actually recommended some in my most recent inventory columns um, in both Squalor and Five Neat Things. So if you want a specific recommendation, go over and look at that um, and uh, and like click through the link and give us the, the kickback of the affiliate link. Um, but yeah, there are plenty of good clothes brushes. You do want to get one um, that has natural bristles, though. Do look for that. And as I said, you can find one. You'll see ones that are like $150 and you'll be like, what the hell, Jolie? No, you don't need that. $10 ones exist and they're very good. Clothes brushes do exactly what they sound like they do. You use them to brush your clothes. Now, why would you want to do this? Well, first of all, just in the course of wearing clothes, they accumulate grime, just ambient grime. And brushing, um, brushing off, say, like a suit jacket or a heavy winter coat, Clothes brushes are great for your wool winter coats. Uh, we'll get that. We'll, we'll brush off that grime. It's not so much that the eye is seeing it as, as it is. It's creating an overall dingy appearance. And so brushing um, a suit jacket or an overcoat will really brighten up its appearance. The other thing that it does is it is it brushes the fibers um, that have become a bit matted while they're wearing. And the last thing that they can do is that they can also brush away things like dried on grass, mud, dirt, and even little flecks of food. So with with all of those things, there may still be residual staining, but the brush itself can brush off dried on crud. Let's just call it crud because that's what it is. Um, so, so brushes are great. And the order that you would want to do things in, if you're talking about crud, is you would actually want to brush it before you did the spot treating. So in Michael's case, he would want to brush away as much of the mud dry as he can and then treat the staining. Um, in the case of something like, I don't know, let's say you got like a big blurb of, mm, what would you get a big blurb of? Like Bernays sauce on your, on your jacket at a wedding. If it's dried on because you didn't notice it, it's probably gotten a little like, you know, dried and crusty and you'd want to brush that off first and then treat the underlying stain. So that's what, um, that's what clothes brushes are for. Those are very, very good for suits. And you know, here's the thing about suits. Yeah, you're going to put a little bit of extra time into caring for them, but ideally they're the kind of garments that you want to wear for a long time and that maybe they're not wearing that often and they've they cost sometimes a pretty penny. Um, and so it's worth putting a little extra effort into extending their life so that you don't have to go buy a new one. And also so they look good because oftentimes we're wearing them um, for during times that really matter to us, uh, you know, whether it's a wedding that you want to look really good at or something like a job interview. Um, now the last thing to say about suits is this. The way that you hang a suit is really important to maintaining its good looks. If you are going to outsource to the dry cleaner, 
when you get the suit home, please, 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 I'm begging you. I, I rarely beg. That's not true. I beg a lot. Uh, but I'm begging you. Do these two things are so important. First of all, take it out of the plastic. For the love of God, take it out of the plastic. Plastic is so bad for fibers, you guys. It basically makes the fibers, it chokes them, it suffocates them. It doesn't allow them to breathe. And over time, it will create a yellowing effect. This becomes really, really important again when we're talking about your light-colored suits. Um, You don't want that to happen. So take it out of the plastic that it comes in. And for the love take it off that wire hanger. I'm not going to make the wire hanger joke. I'm going to acknowledge that it exists in the world because you're all thinking it and I know you are and I am too. I'm not going to make the wire hanger joke, but I am going to tell you this. Wire hangers are really bad for your clothes and it's fine when you're talking about something that's very lightweight or something that, you know, maybe isn't, isn't that important a garment to you. But for things that are heavyweight, And for garments that you care about, please invest in a better hanger. When it comes to suits, suits are heavy. So you ideally want to hang a suit, not even from a plastic hanger, from a wooden hanger. You can get a set of pretty inexpensive wooden hangers from Amazon. You can also just get a small set of like three if you only have a few things that you need wooden hangers for. It is very, very, very well worth making that investment especially when it comes to suits and also heavy overcoats. What happens um, with suits is that the wire hanger is so thin and so unpadded and you've got a heavy garment hanging off of it. The garment will pull down and rest on the hanger in such a way that the hanger will create stress points right at the shoulders, kind of those like peaky looks that you get uh, when you hang like a, a wet sweater. Um, and you don't want that. But also it will um, it will cause damage to the suit um, that will, that will shorten its lifespan. And so you don't want that. Um, so the way to hang a suit is, um, if you've got a wooden hanger, ideally you have one that has a, a trouser hanger, which is, uh, the wooden dowel that sort of comes apart, um, that you can hang the, the pants over and then it clips into a little sort of metal, uh, little metal clip contraption thing. Uh, that's the technical term. Um, and then you hang the jacket over it. Now, here's the last thing. This is really important. You're all going to groan. I know you are. But I, you know, I got to tell you these things. It's my job. You got to button it. If you button the suit up, when you hang it, it will retain its shape. And that's ideally what you want. That's the, the other thing that the, that the wooden hanger is going to help do is just to help the suit really retain its natural shape um, and reduce the amount of wear and tear it's getting in storage. So that is really it. That it's not, none of this is rocket science. You definitely, definitely do not have to dry clean a suit every time you wear it. That's actually not a good thing to do. Um, but doing these, this, this combination of things, you know, spot treating if you need to, definitely steaming it. Um, so that it's, it's wrinkle free and also to help, um, eliminate odors that can build up brushing it out, which, you know, I know that sounds a little bit fussy, but it really, it's a, it's such an inexpensive investment. And that's the part actually of all of the things that I've, that I've told you to do. The brushing part is the one that's the fastest. Um, it's literally just like brushing your hair. Um, and so for $10, I think that's that's really, uh, you know, sort of well worth leveling up your, your suit care game um, and then ha- and hanging it properly. That that also um, is probably I, I would say actually hanging it properly is maybe the most important thing. And again, not um, 
not labor intensive. It's just a little annoying. But once you start doing it and that just becomes your habit, you're not going to think of it anymore. Um, so those are my soup care tips. I, um, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I know this has been really short. Um, again, you know, I'm so sorry if like, if my back wasn't in such bad, bad straits, um, I would have, I would have waited or I would have just like planned something a little different and done more, but like, I'm really, really hurting you guys. And I know you understand. So I'm going to wrap this up. I hope that this was really helpful for you guys. If you have other questions, um, pertaining to wedding wear, send them to me. And I like, maybe I'll just try to do a second short episode could kind of make up for the fact that this was a short one, but I hope this was really, really helpful. Um, one other request you guys know I love a good wedding disaster story. I don't actually know. The book came out so long ago, but in My Boyfriend Barfed, there's a whole chapter devoted to wedding stuff. And um, at the end of the chapter, I included all of these wedding horror stories that I had gotten over the years. And they are they will like make your blood run cold. Um, but if you guys have any great wedding disaster stories, you know, I love them and I would love to do a wedding disasters episode. Um, so if you want to send them to me, baby, uh, I will, I'll regroup with Megan and she and I maybe could do, um, either two episodes or like an extended episode together where we do some of the, the wedding horror story things too. Um, so on that note, that's going to do it for this episode of ask a clean person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on ACAST, Spotify, or iTunes. Leave a rating, you guys. Please, please, please leave that rating. It's so important to me. Uh, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. <laughs>